For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing, nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. You want more heat content? They did another episode of Clutch Corner. You may be listening to this right after you watch that. But if you didn't, you can catch it on the YouTube channel anytime. Also, catch the Dono Daily every single day at noon and all the rest of our programming. Extra Yard on the Dolphins goes this Thursday night. Also, 5reasonsports.com, 5reasonsports.com for all your no paywall sports content in South Florida. You don't have to pay anything to read it, and it's more in-depth than anything else. And also the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. If you're listening to this on a Thursday, you got to get in for the Thursday night game and make it watchable. It's Washington and the Giants. We're sorry. They're feeding you NFC East. So make sure you're at least having fun with it. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five. That's the number. That's, that's not the number. I'm sorry. That's spelled out. F-I-V-E. Go to prizepicks.com. We have too many damn codes. Go there. And basically what you'll be able to do is play one player, excuse me, two players, three players, four players, five players. You can pair NFL players with players from other teams, MLB, golf, NASCAR, whatever it is you want to do. You can do futures betting. But it is our daily fantasy partner. We recommend it. We say that you use the code five, deposit 20 bucks and give it a shot. So again, Washington Giants, I don't know if you want to play Daniel Jones over, that's up to you. Go to prizepicks.com over on Fumbles. Use the code five. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this gang. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. we got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. We've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Catch the other two episodes we put out this week. The first one, uh, conversation with Michael Rappaport recurses a lot at Pat Riley. Make sure that you catch that. I put a couple clips up as well. He's actually performing this weekend in Miami. I'm legally obligated to say that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Miami improv. Also uh, check out the episode that these guys did along with Brady Hawk on the two-way contracts. Uh, of course it ended up that none of those guys ended up getting a two-way contract, but that's because Caleb Martin was signed uh, within 12 hours of the podcast, but check that out. Uh, it, some of the players who will be there in training. You want camp, a deep dive on, on their Sky Force roster? Check it yeah, out. I was right. going to say Sioux Falls. Right, you, you're going to be plugged in on the si- Sioux Falls. Sky Guinness Force. Book of World Records for most obsolete podcast, like the, it's it, the quickest that it could ever happen. Right? Mm, no, there's been a couple trade been. episodes. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, we've done some. We've done some that we've had. Ah, 20 minutes later. Uh oh, we got to change that. But anyway, check it out. Some people did listen to it, uh, and we appreciate it. And thanks to these guys for the night off. Tonight, we're going to look a little bit more forward. Uh, We're going to look to training camp. We're not that far away. Media day is actually, as we speak, 12 days away. 
So these guys are going to be reporting soon. Uh, they're going to speaking to the media. Kyle Lowry, I assume, is not going to wear an asterisk on his back. So eventually he's going to have a jersey number. Don't know if that's going to be seven. Um, but maybe if Goran Dragic finally gets to Toronto. A lot of unknowns maybe, headed into media day, huh? That maybe they'll give it out. So we know wow. what one of the storylines is going to be. We're going to get into five topics today, five concerns entering camp. We will dig into these a little bit more. Um, so we're not going to deep dive on any of them, but we're going to give you sort of five as we're as we're going here. We're each going to clock ourselves a minute answers each. Okay, I want to do this quick, but I want to give everybody uh, an opportunity to get to their five concerns. And we, we touched on it a little bit here on a thread. So, so let me get into it. Number one, and this is the first part of it. Uh, Jimmy Butler is coming off really his first failure with the Heat. I mean, I, it, it's not end of the world failure. They probably weren't going to win the playoff series anyway, but pretty much Jimmy has done everything right since he's come here and everything has gone well. He has been like a beacon through all of this over the past two years, gets them to the finals. The first year rescues them the second year when they were all over the place, they were awful without him. But then in the playoff series, let's just be honest. He was, he was stupidly locked in and he was outscored by Bryn Forbes. Okay. Emphasis on stupidly. Correct. Now he's come back. And he's got his guy. And I guess my question, I'll start here with you, Greg, is this isn't so much of a concern, but it's just something to watch, is how Jimmy comes back and how Jimmy comes back and how they divide the leadership and everything else between him and his buddy Kyle Lowry and what that looks like and what kind of a jolt Kyle can give to what was, again, kind of a lackadaisical team last season. Okay. Uh I'll get to that question, but a couple of things we need to make sure and, and, and set the stage correctly. Jimmy, if you're listening, that was Alex Toledo who bought, <laughs> but, butted in here with the stupidly comment. That was not Greg Sylvander. I don't want that smoke. And um, Ethan said that this was going to be a show about concerns. And I want to emphasize to the fan base that this not necessarily from my perspective, all concerns, but question marks and legitimate ones. Uh, to that point, I think like this whole like the trade deadline is a good example for me of a moment when they got Oladipo and I was excited, but there was also a part of me that felt like, damn, like they were supposed to get Kyle. And now they have both of them, but particularly Kyle, I felt like the moment that that didn't happen last season, it uh, deflated the group. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to necessarily quantify it, but I felt like it was, it was such an expectation and then it didn't happen. Well, now Jimmy has his guy. I feel like that's going to set the tone for the season, seeing how those two work together, how productive they are, how available they are. Those are all the things that I think are going to set the tone because it's a top heavy roster. We've acknowledged that. So that, that top heavy component is going to have to work early I think because then you're going to be able to have some nights off or some things like that and get creative with the way that you stagger guys but initially you got to make sure that these guys fit Jimmy comes back after signing a mega mega max extension Alex um, and again I mean he's been in the gym we know that uh, I don't think he's a guy who's going to slack off but but again, he didn't play well in the fight, not excuse me, in the playoffs last year. And he looked frustrated for the first time, really, with the heat. He looked frustrated with his teammates from Bam on down, really. Um, but again, changes in an offseason re-energize you. We saw that with Eric Spolster a couple of years ago. Hassan Whiteside was gone. There were changes made. He was re-energized. What kind of Jimmy do you expect? And what kind of Jimmy Kyle Lowry sort of pairing in the locker room do you expect? 
I like that you use the word re-energize. And yeah, we were definitely all re-energized when they traded those guys that you mentioned. But seriously, it's just like the team lacked. And it was obvious to anybody watching, even from TV, they lacked energy completely during that series. Like after things started to kind of unravel and it looked like they, they were losing their grip, it happened so quickly. Like it was such a close game in game one and then boom. From there, once they they lost the rope in game two, the whole series ended up just, you know, kind of taking place in the same fashion over and over and over again. And I do think a lot of that is is mental thing. It's a collective thing. They've shuffled out like seven guys, right? Like half of this team is new. Uh, Like you guys are talking about, Jimmy got his guy. Like we've talked about in the past already a bunch of times, he's a seamless fit into what they already do and, you know, only makes their things, their, their sets their plays, the things that they want to look for more effective. So I just think it's going to be a perfect type of jolt that they needed, right? Because it's not going to be that much of a tough integration, right? Into what they were already doing. And like you guys were talking about, it was kind of an expectation, right? So it's like, you finally got what you wanted. The team, I'm sure it feels like they're, they're, they're on an even higher level of contender status now because they already thought that they could be a finals team before. And they just added an, an, a guy who's probably been the best point guard in the East for the past, like six years, along with Kyrie. So yeah, they, they needed the R and R like, listen, we're doing this podcast on the anniversary of the bam out of bio block <laughs> on Jason Tatum. That was like two seasons ago. So like in NBA time, we feel like this eternity has gone on and it's literally only been 12 months. So it's like the league moves so quickly that I feel like they needed that R and R and this is going to be a rejuvenated group by virtue of the fact that they got some t- damn time off. Well, I think the time off is the single biggest thing. Um, and, and I think we've, we've talked a lot about We're all like, gassed out, man. We, we, we've talked a lot about the short break uh, that hero had and you know and how that affected him and some of the young guys and we really didn't talk about the short break that jimmy had um when he was the one who carried the most and yet he comes back this season and then he has covid which is something else we haven't discussed uh he's never really fully discussed how much it affected him but i can tell you it did and obviously he he disputed something i reported about his weight loss but i'm sticking to that okay um and, and so you know, he got worn down, I think, and mentally worn down. And then he did put a bullseye on his back with a stupidly locked in comment. And then really for the first time with the heat, he didn't deliver. Um, and so I do think getting away and you've seen him get away and then bringing in his guy to share the burden is going to be positive. I think sometimes when you bring in a new player, there is a question about fit. Um, even with Jimmy, there was some question about fit. You just didn't know. I mean, you thought he was a heat guy, but you didn't know after what had happened in the previous places, whose fault it was, how he's going to react with Lowry though. Like this is like the first time they brought in a big guy. There's no question about fit. I mean, even with LeBron and Bosch, there were basketball fit questions, yeah. right? And Dwayne and, and right. And right. And wait, well, at that point he was here already, but right. But the guys that they brought in over time, even with Shaq, there was a question. Okay, you got Dwayne here coming off his first season. What is this going to look like? Who else in the yeah. team? Kyle Lowry, there's no fit question. Like, it's just like he fits with Jimmy. You know he fits with Jimmy. He's been a point guard. He adjusts to guys his whole career. He makes Are we taking player. that for granted? Yeah. Are we? Have we gone too far, though? Like, do you think that that's a concern? Maybe we've uncovered something we didn't even touch pre-show. Well, I, I mean, perhaps. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I, I, I think it's going to be – I think they're going to – I think this is going to be the tone setter for everything – it's going to lead off of that. And it's going to lead to number two that we're going to get to. Again, you said this is more questions than concerns. I don't think we have a concern about the kind of condition Bam's going to come back in or whether or not maybe his mindset 
uh, changes a little because I think he's had enough people in his ear all over the place from Chris Bosch to the organization on down telling him he needs to be more aggressive. So really the only question I, th I have with Bam until we get to those moments and see if he'll take over is who fits best next to him, right? And I think that's sort of the next question of camp is the PJ Tucker fit, the Markeith Morris fit. Uh, I don't think uh, Omer is going to play a whole lot as a rookie, but we'll see, but perhaps, you know, a, a fit there uh, or someone else. I guess, Alex, as we go into it, how quickly do you think we get a sense of whether or not like, okay, PJ Tucker is the man who's meant to play next to Bam Adebayo? I think we will find out quickly and because that's, you know, I mean, I'm a guy who believes in PJ Tucker and I think we're going to find out rather quickly that, yeah, he's exactly the type of guy they've been looking for. And although we all know his flaws, he's not exactly, you know, he doesn't fulfill all the three part of the three and D label, right? Like it's very limited. He's a set shooter from the corner specifically. Right. So understanding the flaws of his game, the things that he does brings are, you know, I mean, that he does bring are things that the heat have been looking for, for, the past couple of seasons with Bam there as their starter. I just think that type of toughness, you know, that acreage, shout out to uh, Ben Gulliver, uh, and the, the toughness, all that stuff, like, like I said before, it's just all the things they were missing. So I'm not exactly worried about that part. What I will say is maybe the rotation, the the, the front court rotation is somewhat a concern question. there. Yeah, Like you can't rely on P.J. Tucker for 35 minutes a game. You're going to try to keep him – more or less in bubble wrap until the playoffs, right? Like you're going to try not to overuse him. So that's what I'd be more concerned about rather than PJ himself. They, they better, like you talk about when are we going to know whether this works or not? You can't do the Mo Harkless, Avery Bradley free agency and then plug holes with Mark Keith Morris and, um, and PJ Tucker. And, you know, PJ Tucker can be looked at as maybe more than a, a, a plug of a hole because i think he can really be a contributor and three and d he can get three points a game i mean like that's three and d right no um so like i think if that doesn't work like that's one of the biggest things that could make this entire thing fall flat on its face because like what do you do in that circumstance like you don't have like some break i mean ud's not going to be broken glass in case of emergency and that's so like, what do you do if they don't work yeah we, we haven't really talked about that, by the way. Like, that's kind of a good point because, like, what if he starts to lose a step defensively, right? Like, he just looks a little slower. Maybe he's not quite as effective as he was on that end because he's been still pretty damn effective. Even if he's not making an all-defense team, he's not too far below those guys, especially when you're talking about his age. So if he does lose a little bit of a step there, he's not quite as effective. That's a concern for sure because you're going to be relying but, but on But I don't think Alex is as big a concern. Like, okay, Andre Iguodala. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Andre Iguodala losing a step to me was concerning because you were asking Andre to play in space a lot. Um, I, I feel like and also like he was a four, but who was really a three when you're talking about his size, like it's, it was weird. He is, him. but he's going to play, but PJ is going to play on the, in, in, on the inside primarily. So, I mean, he's not, he's not going to get less strong. I, 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 I exactly. feel like, I feel like you're okay with him aging a little bit and getting away with it. Ariza was a little bit more of a concern because you were asking him to do some things at his age where he used to rely more on quickness instead of strength. He doesn't sure. have that strength. PJ can make up for it with strength, which as you've talked about, Alex was kind of what they lost with Crowder that they didn't have sort of the bulkier guys on the interior. So I don't think PJ's age is going to be a concern in terms of losing a step. I think PJ PJ's age is going to be a concern in terms of he's going to miss three games with a hamstring injury, or he's going to miss this with this. 
And that is how they nurse this season to get him to the postseason healthy. Like that's, that is a big issue. And it's not just one guy. Like it's one thing when you go back and, you know, when I was reminiscing with Rappaport about, you know, those old, you know, Nick, those old heat teams. Yeah. Dan Marley rode the bike. Like he didn't practice, like for all the talk about like how hard Pat rode yeah. those guys, like Dan Marley rode the bike for two years, basically. He just oh, yeah. sat there riding the bike. Like he, they, he didn't, he didn't get into the hardcore stuff and practice a lot. And they've done that, but usually it's like one guy, two guys on the team. Like this team has a few, like, you know, I mean, Kyle might get that treatment. Sometimes Tucker's going to get that treatment. Markeith might get that treatment. Hell, Jimmy might get that treatment at times. You know, we know UD gets that treatment. So, <clears throat> so they have more guys like that who are going to be riding bikes. Um, and at time, and, and that is, a, you know, just from an availability issue, you know, that could be at times a little bit of a concern. So, I mean, that's, that's how I would look at that. But I think from a fit perspective, it's going to be a good fit. All right, we got three more things that we want to get to here, and we will in a minute. Before we do, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you are looking for help with your IT, you're a small or medium business, or maybe you just want to, you know, make good with a boss and tell them about a great company that's here in local. CPT of South Florida has been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud hosts and phone systems and managed IT. Again, if you own a small or medium business and you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs, you should give TJ a call right now. He's been helping South Florida business save thousands. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Month, you can do the same for you. Work anywhere on any device with a cloud phone system. So for a free in person consultation, call TJ at 954 966 2766. That's 954 966 2766. And he's got a promotion. 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service free. So mention five reasons. Give TJ a call 954-966-2766 or the website cpt-florida.com. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here with Greg Sylvander and Alex Toledo. Let's get to number three. We're talking, you know, this is morphed a little bit uh, more into kind of just things to watch than necessarily concerns. I think we've talked about some things in the context of concerns. Um, but here is a, a question to ask. It's a legitimate question to ask. You don't have Victor Oladipo back until roughly December, maybe longer. I know, Greg, you've reported December. At first, it was a little bit longer, but I think it would be optimistic, wildly optimistic to expect him any time before December. And so I guess the question becomes, during that period of time, who is that other guy, right? And you just paid one of them. A pretty hefty sum, although when I saw what Aaron Gordon got, I felt pretty good about the Duncan Robinson contract. And then you've got another guy in Tyler Hero who you've seen put on the weight that they wanted him to put on this offseason, the muscle weight. They're giving him a defined role, which we've talked about. There seems to have been some repair of some stuff behind the scenes that we've hinted at. And so you're at a point now where you've got Hero and you've got Robinson, one guy you're committed to, at least contractually for the long term. Uh, and the other guy who is either going to be a core young piece for you or the piece that you flip going forward. So I guess this question becomes, Alex, 
Can we expect Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson to take a step, a leap in some part of their game that makes you trust them night after night after night to be a core piece on a contender? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where they're at right now, too. I think they're, they've seen that these guys can be core pieces on a team that gets to the finals. And I know I, I stay bringing that up, and it's just true, right? Like, we know the context of the bubble. We know about how they were more prepared, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have to get into that every time and litigate the bubble fraud narrative, right? But we saw what happened in the finals. Those guys were contributors in their first year as rotation players, too, whether it was Tyler as a rookie or Duncan in his, like I said, first real year in the rotation consistently, those guys stepped up and were a big part of the reason they got there, creating the spacing for Jimmy and Bam and uh, really just taking advantage, even though they both had their ups and downs, right? And that's what happens with young players in the playoffs. Those guys have proved that they can do it. So I think the expectations will and should be for them to be those guys and, and at higher levels than they have been in the past, because I think the Heat hold them at a high standard with especially the way that you know, they've held back in the past from trading those guys for guys who would be significant upgrades to anybody with a clear eye, right? So they, I think they hold these guys to the highest standard and like they need to be those guys for the heat to reach where they want to reach. Yeah, listen, in theory, they're the perfect fits. I mean, they're yeah. they're good shooters. They are, um, you know, relatively smart basketball players most of the time on both ends of the floor. Um, so they fit in, they know, they know their roles, things like that. But also, um, you know, like we, we, I think like, let, let's acknowledge over the summer that we kind of, I, I, at least I mentally kind of moved on from the idea of Tyler hero being a long-term piece. And now that it looks like he's going to stick around, I'm damn excited about it. Like I never wanted that to go sour. Uh, and I never wanted them to uh, to punt on Tyler Hero so soon. Obviously, I know that there's some things from with the, with Jimmy's timeline and and the team's timeline with Kyle at his age and on and on. But like I want that to work out. And the fact that he committed himself to to the way he looks physically and getting back, like I want it to work out. So to me, like. I don't think that the whispers will go away that that's like the package that you can always, you know, have in your back pocket. But in theory, they should be the type of shooters that you put around these guys from the edges that makes it work. You, you would think so. And, and I, I think, I think it's going to be more interesting to see Tyler than Duncan. Um, I, I think there is a, a confidence in the organization of, of Duncan where he's at and where the progress, this incremental progress can come from. It would be shocking if he didn't give you like 40% from three on eight, nine attempts a game or whatever it is like that's. Yeah, I mean, to make him more playable in, in certain situations. Um, I think that's what they're looking for from him. But with Tyler, it is, it's a mental and emotional and athletic leap that they're looking for from him. They're, they're looking for him to have his head clear, which it wasn't at the start of last season, for some reasons that we've talked about that were kind of their fault. I mean, they, they gave him more responsibility at a time where probably it was not the wisest thing to do in light of how short the break was and everything else he'd been dealing with, uh, you know, coming off his rookie season. And they gave him more responsibility. Didn't really, now they've cleared the clutter. They've cleared the clutter in terms of what his role is. They've cleared not that Kendrick Nunn was clutter, but they cleared Kendrick Nunn out in part so that there wouldn't be this sort of competition to lead the bench unit um, in terms of a guard. And at least until Oladipo is back, whenever that is, it belongs to Tyler. So I, I feel like that is, I just have a feeling during training camp and the preseason, we're going to be talking about Tyler Hero more than any other 
player on this team. We'll talk about Kyle, but he might sit a couple of preseason games. I feel like with Tyler Hero, that is going to be a storyline through the entire preseason. Um, and we'll see where he's at. I think one of the interesting questions is, can Duncan and Tyler play together? I know there's it's sort of a statistical it's statistically messy if you look at it. And I've, I've seen a lot of numbers both ways, but that is something they're going to have to get to because they're going to need at times those two shooters on the floor. And the question this is, is the can they shot, protect right? the two of them? Roster wise, this is their best shot for those two guys to work together when you're surrounding them with so many different types of defenders. I would think, and, and especially before Oladipo's back, I mean, the, the role and the minutes are there. So, I mean, you would think that they would try to exploit it. All right, we've got two more to get to before we do another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. You going back to trade shows. You might be uh, there's they're going on everywhere right now. Okay. Because everybody's sort of assuming COVID is over, particularly in this state, we recommend everything tradeshows.com, especially if your marketing team isn't fully back yet, you need a one-stop shop. They do everything for you. The logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. They'll teach you the difference between renting and buying based right here off of Las Olas, but they can service all 50 states. So schedule a free consultation. Mention five reasons. You'll also get a free booth rendering. Here's the phone number, 954-791-8882. That's 954-791-8882. Reach out to Chris and the rest of uh, rest of the good people there. Again, it's everythingtradeshows.com. 954-791-8882. Right, we got two more left here, and we have touched on both of these before. Um, but it's worth, it's worth mentioning them again, because they're going to be big, big topics, uh, for sure with this team. And, and the first one, um, you know, is shot creation. And that was something that Victor Oladipo was supposed to help solve last year. And then of course we didn't get a chance to see it consistently because he was out after four games. Uh, <laughs> but he was, he was showing you a little bit of what he could offer, but again, he's not back in during training camp. Not going to be back for a couple months after that. Do they have enough shot creation on this roster? And, and how do we sort of monitor that in camp, Greg? Well, Tyler Hero will have, you know, a lot to do with that with until Oladipo gets back. Um, but I, I think this is kind of where um, at some point, instead of looking at this so at such a granular level, like player by player, like just look at the top heavy portion of the percentage of your salary cap and how it's allocated to Jimmy Bam and Kyle. And you tell those dudes shot creators, like you buy, you need to create all of this offense. Like this is what you guys are being paid to do. So however that needs to work itself out, it has to work itself out. So like at some point I start, to wonder whether like looking at the ninth and the 10th man and do they have this like specialist off the bench that can do a certain thing it starts to get a little diluted to me and it's like yo kyle jimmy and bam carry us and if that's not going to work then obviously it's not going to oladipo is the wild card but obviously um for the bulk of the season because to me even though you know based on the information i've heard december is a possibility for oladipo i refuse to engage my brain that way i'm still thinking like after the new year personally so like to me you need hero to step up and you need your big three to show up all right so see this is why we need you late i mean you're the you're the wise one here that you're the one with the perspective once oladipo's uh what was it the surgeon the doctor came out and said maybe november that's it my expectations of oh he'll be back in march for the, the playoffs that's it it changed right i don't have enough ears to to have my mind 
uh, adjust in a proper way. I'm still thinking, okay, he'll be back this year. We'll see him in the beginning of the season, maybe in the second month of the season, right? But no, even seriously, without Victor Oladipo to steal uh, a spoism, they've got enough. And I, I really do. Like, I, I'm in the same place as Leif. The, the three best guys are not only elite-level defenders, but they're very, very, very good at shot creation, right? Maybe not. Well, maybe the thing lacking from the three of them is one-on-one ISO bucket getting, right? And that's a controversial topic and has been for the past decade among basketball circles. But although some of them, they, although the three of them can do it to some degree, they're all not elite at that, right? But as far as creating for themselves and for others, they're great at it. Then you talk about Tyler, who obviously I think there was a whole conversation last year about whether he could play starting point guard or not. That won't be his role, like we talked about earlier. But he does have a level of shot creation that is going to be on him when he's in the game, uh, even if he's not the only shot creator on the floor when you know when he's there. He's going to do some of that as well. And you talk about Duncan, he's not a shot creator, but the way that they use him is almost like, yeah, he is a shot creator because yeah. he's getting by, all these other the guys attention. easy looks. So I just think they have more than enough to make things whirl in the offense a lot more than before, right? And I think the one question is, like I said before, with the three guys, the ISO scoring, if you really believe in that, getting to the free throw line, all of that, making things happen when it gets tight. And also, uh, if you believe in Tyler and Victor, because I just think once they get Victor back, whenever that is, that's going to be a huge uh, boon for them. All right, let's get to the last one here. And we mentioned Victor and Tyler, and this plays into this. But we, again, I, I'm, I'm not allowing my brain to engage November for Victor. So let's, let's push that back a little bit and look at the first couple of months of the season. If it's Tyler Hero on the bench with Max Struess, uh, Dwayne Dedman, and Markeith Morris, if that is, is your primary four, and, and then maybe a little bit of Gabe Vincent mixed in, if that's your primary group on the bench is with guys missing time, which uh, I think we're going to see some in the starting lineup, Lowry and Tucker in particular, is that enough, Alex? I mean, do, do, do they, do they have enough to carry them until Victor comes back? Yes. And this, like I said, it ties in, it really does tie into what we were talking about before. It, it just, I just think because of their top level talent, that should be more than enough. And I don't really believe that we're going to see a lot of minutes where we're just straight bench units. Like I know Spo has done that in the past, but I think he's done that with more talented bench units, not to take shots at any of these guys. I just don't think running a lineup of Vincent Struess, Deadman, Markeith, and Tyler is really a great idea. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I mean, maybe we do see a little bit more than I'm expecting. I'm just really expecting one out of those three to really be on the floor pretty much all the time, maybe not hundred percent of the game, but the overwhelming majority of the game. So that's why I'm not really too concerned about it. I just don't think this is the season for them to be running those five man bench units. I do get the point. It's a good one. It's a valid one of when guys are missing. Cause we talk about certain older guys on this team, maybe missing games here and there. And then that's when it starts to get a little bit ugly, right? If you haven't gotten Oladipo back, but it still should be enough. Like you've got so much talent on this team as it is. It should be able to get you through regular season games. I just don't think it'll be as, you know, the degree that it got to last season where there was constantly guys out over and over and over. I don't think it'll be that bad. You don't have the short turn around. It should be more than enough. Agreed. And like, um, 
I just think that there's a part of this that they, on paper, yes, I would be concerned because you're relying on Max Struess and Gabe Vincent to take steps up. We're not going to talk about leaps. We just need steps up. And uh, that's a big question mark, right? But I think if you look historically at Eric Spolstra coach teams, he gets the most out of his guys. So like if we're going into a season with any level of using data-driven decision-making, he's probably going to get the most out of them. And all from my perspective, they need to do as they get through this regular season aside from obviously establish their cadence with their top guys is avoid whatever bracket Brooklyn is in as you position for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, And as long as you avoid them, and that's really the only team I'm trying to avoid in the East as my, you know, as the heat, uh, I would feel good. Here's uh, where I agree with Alex on this. I I do think the staggering is going to make up for this. Some of this, I I think it, when it becomes an issue, I think they have enough on paper without all the depot, as long as guys are healthy. I, I, I think if, if they lose a starter for any length of time, the ripple effect on the rest of the roster is concerning. I, I don't know that they have enough to pull to kind of plug those minutes in the starting lineup like we've seen. There's no James Jones on this team. You don't believe no, in Omer and Caleb Martin? I just don't know. Yet, we haven't seen can't. it. I mean, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and it may I just look think good that should be part of the conversation, fan. right? Because they're going to be expected for something there. It, 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 may, it may look good in camp. Uh, you know, we may expect them to play some minutes, but, you know, it, it, but then we know how that works. I mean, everybody gets excited about who looks great in camp and then they want Spo to play him because somebody more experienced is not playing well and all the rest of this and Spo's not going to play him. And then we're going to have this conversation a lot. And, but, but the overall thing is they don't have those kind of veteran guys to pluck. They don't have a Richard Lewis, a James Jones, a Mike Miller, somebody to put in there. I mean, and so I think an injury or two to, to, you know, this, you can say this with a lot of teams, but I think they're a little thinner than some. Uh, And so I do think that that's where it could become a challenge, but I think if they're all healthy, I think their nine, 10 rotation is solid enough. Like, I, I think it's fine, but it's when a couple of those guys go out, like, you know, without Jimmy this year, which was a huge concern last year, we probably should do a whole podcast on this because Jimmy's going to miss time. He misses time for a variety of things. He's, he's typically plays in the sixties in terms of games. If you look at his career um, and sometimes it's personal issues, but sometimes it last year was COVID. Sometimes it's minor tweaks that they hold him out for ankle, that sort of thing. If, if that's the case, <laughs> they had a huge problem last year. They had, and some of this was shot creation. Some of this was, but they had, they, they were, someone was Bam's lack of aggressiveness. Kyle Lowry should help that, but you don't want Kyle Lowry to have to carry that burden. So I I think that is something we'll talk about more as we go forward. I think overall what we've kind of come to here is they have concerns, but they sort of have fixes for a lot of the things that we're talking about. And even the first one we talked about Butler and Lowry, I think that is such a seamless fit that I I think unlike past years where there was a question mark, I think that's going to look great from the very start. So probably won't be a concern. All right, check out our sponsors. We are gearing up for camp. We're going to have a ton of episodes coming up. We'll focus on very specific things. Check out cpt-florida.com, everythingtradeshows.com, prizepicks.com. Use the code five. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.